When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine since 1974. And you can go to goldminemag.com for other content or pick up the magazine at select Barnes & Noble and Books A Million stores every other month. You can also go to shop.goldminemag.com for exclusive vinyl and box sets and unique merch and collectibles okay so our guest for this podcast episode will be the producer composer and drummer leslie mandoki and uh, leslie's prog rock supergroup mandoki soulmates i call it prog because it's uh, so adventurous and open-minded but mandoki soulmates incorporates a lot of genres into this uh, into their rock platform including jazz music. Of course, they have great collaborations with Ian Anderson, for instance, of Just Hotel, uh, musicians from Supertramp, and guitarist Mike Stern and Al Dimiola. Uh, just for starters, I mean, there's a lot of people connected with this project and uh, that he brings out for this occasion this new album that he put out called Utopia for Realists. Uh, on Inside Out Records, and uh, Leslie is quite uh, quite the composer. He's well-connected on the scene, like I said, and he actually started from humble beginnings behind the Iron Curtain in Hungary. Leslie likes to say that uh, music itself is the great unifier, and the music he conducts is certainly about peace and harmony. So we'll be right back with Leslie to talk about Mendoki Soulmates and the new album Utopia for Realists, Hungarian Pictures. Uh, start off with you being in New York. Now, you were here for Thanksgiving uh, and went to visit Al Demiola, right? Yeah, and uh, I saw everybody. You know, I was in Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, I have interviews and lots and then then I came to see uh, uh, Al and, uh, and all the other. Now, for those to be introduced to this music, maybe you can explain the title, Utopia for Realists. Well, it's a kind of simple thing. Uh, my generation uh, had a glorious moment 32 years ago as the uh, Iron Curtain was uh, coming down. And then, we are, for sure, for good reasons, we are very proud of that. 
but uh, we made a lot of mistakes and and uh, uh, today we have to stand up uh, and say to the children to the young rebels yeah we made substantial mistakes environmentally socially and many other fields in our social life and uh, and utopia for real it's just a uh, uh, 180 degree u-turn to to uh, get away from the greediness uh, back to humanity and uh, and so, so just uh, let's get out of the, this news bubble and uh, echo chamber of uh, social pornography uh, and get out of the greediness and, uh, and get back to more uh, substantial uh, fundamental values uh, uh, and let's bridge over the uh, the division, because this is the greatest challenge that our society is facing at the moment, is the, is the division. We feel yes. uh, how, how strong it is, how painful it is, and, uh, and this music is actually the soundtrack for that. It's a very ambitious uh, rediscovery of prog rock with a little jazz rock flavor. Um, and uh, and uh, as it was in the end of 60s and the beginning of the uh, 70s, uh, prog rock and jazz rock uh, a very uh, important uh, move, movement for, to raise our voice. The mm -hmm. same goes now. Uh, uh, again, uh, the same situation, similar situation. And uh, they have a message with this music uh, that the old rebels, what we are, uh, uh, should take the hand of the young rebels as our children and, and uh, let's overcome the challenges in our society because the pandemic is like a is a character test for all of us uh, individually, for the families, for the bands, for the groups, for companies, for nations, uh, neighborhoods, uh, um, and uh, for the whole mankind. And and uh, um, so it's just uh, like a magnificent glass, it just, just shows all the problems uh, uh, society even stronger. Mm. And uh, and we only overcome these divisions in a society if we uh, hold each other's hand and, and, and really work to bridge over. Uh, the division. We are living in a gap, as it is. so, so uh, that's why the songs are like "Wake Up," like "Young Rebels," "Old Rebels." Uh, um, you know, so this, uh, these are, these are the strong messages, mm -hmm. and the music is is a kind of what, what we always played uh, the visionary music with uh, with a lot of uh, experienced doubles like Ian Anderson, John Taylor, John Halliwell, Supertramp. On the one hand side, but, uh, also a lot of young superstars like uh, Corey Henry. Uh, who, again, he has two nominations, uh, so uh, Grammy nominations, some uh, Richard Bonner, but also with with uh, uh, iconic legends like Elvin Mulder, like Randy Brecker. Now, the seeds for all this were planted when you met with John Lord of Deep Purple and Greg Lake of ELP, right? Before they passed away, correct? Yeah. And actually, uh, we had a, had a, uh, about 16 years ago, uh, we had a lineup. Uh, Peter Fenton was on guitar, Jack Bruce was on bass, and John Lord on heavens, and uh, Matthew Gunn on synthesizer, and um, uh, Ian Anderson, and Bobby Kimball, uh, Chris Thompson, and Greg Lake. And then uh, one night, Jeff Lake and uh, John Ross came up to me and uh, talking to me about Bill Abatog. Yes. And uh, being a Hungarian-born guy, of course, uh, uh, it was for us as a, as a uh, some, uh, some, uh, somehow like 
Oh, Joan Coltrane uh, from this way around, or Jimi Hendrix, and, and uh, so we, we discussed that, uh, and uh, I was trying to get the rights that we can make it together, but very unfortunately I couldn't get the rights either, but now the rights were available because it's uh, uh, 70 years old since the death of Bill Abato, so we put it down and had got the, uh, the sketches what I wrote uh, with Greg Lake and uh, John Lord in London, and... Uh, and now with Corey Henry and Alan Ola and Mike Stern, Randy Racker, and of course with Ian Anderson and all the others, we just recorded it and, uh, and we are, I, I think this is our best record and uh, what we have done. And when I watch uh, like a prog rock suite like Hungarian Pictures, your concerts are very visual and, you know, of course you, you mix in Bartok's uh, favorite paintings and... Did this visualization start? Because I know you have a history with animation and working with music and animation, um, but you're also very visual as well as musical. Oh yeah, thank you so much for saying this. Uh, this is also our understanding of our music, our understanding. So, so most for me, so important that during the COVID time, uh, we I had a little space because I couldn't go out. Yeah, uh, we were not playing concerts, and I was sitting in my big studio, just about one and a half mile away from my home, and uh, walking over every day, and and I could invent this new format, a visual album, uh, based on the uh, this visuality animations with a friend Gabo Chupo, who was escaping comments together with me. Yeah, so it was a wonderful time. I really, I, I really enjoyed uh, to meet our audience. Yes. Uh, in this difficult, challenging time for everyone, uh, something new, something fresh, something uh, uh, very special. Yeah, and and I've heard you say when you describe your music, you you always want it to be culturally relevant and socially aware. Um, Absolutely. And maybe you know people don't realize how you fled a communist dictatorship in Hungary. You know so much about, you know, freedom and artistic expression, probably more than a lot of other people. So maybe you can explain that a little bit. Of course, more than happy to do so. Uh, you know, artistic freedom is, is, uh, is such, a, is such a, a natural need of every artist. And uh, the communist, so the dictatorship, is, is, uh, is hating a progressive art in any, any kind, uh, especially progressive music, because uh, um, as later uh, decades, uh, I became a, a close friend of uh, Lydia Gorbachev, yep. former uh, president of the Soviet Union. He was telling me that, you know, let's say, uh, drug rock was uh, pretty much the soundtrack of the enemy because it was the soundtrack of freedom. Yes. Uh, that's why we had to do everything to um, to to get it out of the uh, system. That's why we we were fighting and progress uh, uh, so much. Right. And I was uh, inventing uh, uh, a turnaround uh, and perestroika to prove that I really mean this. Um, I was uh, just. Um, uh, allowing the uh, state-owned record company um, 
Melodia to release a Japanese. And I mean it seriously. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to open up a new age uh, of freedom and, and, uh, and tolerance. And that's, uh, that's how it was. Um, and so, how should I tell you? It is the freedom uh, of uh, art, and especially the freedom of, uh, of uh, this kind of music. What is, uh, what is truly, we have Ravachab is right, that this is the soundtrack of freedom. Yeah. Uh, of, of individual freedom. And, and um, uh, people are asking me very often how it was to grow up in a system where you don't have a passport and you get told that you will never see New York or Los Angeles or London in your life. And if you are um, active in an opposition, like I was, then you never have a chance to make a record. Or, uh, or you, you, We had a wonderful time in the illegal concerts. So because our followers, they, they knew exactly where we are. So Stewie hand-painted uh, little posters in the three universities and trust areas, a lobby area, was absolutely enough to, to gather about eight to 12,000 people. And that's why we were so di uh, difficult and, um, and somehow dangerous for the um, communists because the people loved what we were doing and they were, Trusting us, mm. and uh, so they were coming to the to the conscience what we were doing. So, um, and that's why uh, that's why basically we are so uh, how we are. And uh, and if you feel, I mean, of course we are living now in a free society, uh, but while we have serious, substantial challenges in our society, so that's why we should reinvent. Uh, uh, this kind of music, uh, this kind of prog rock music, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, we need again uh, uh, to wake up, and uh, and uh, we need to that the old rebels uh, like I am, and uh, the most of the group members are taking the hands of the young rebels and uh, and uh, trying to uh, overcome the challenges together. Which is what the the song "The Torch" is about, right? Passing on the torch to a younger generation of musicians and artists. Absolutely. We are no soldiers of your future. Stay hungry, foolish, young. Stay hungry, foolish, play along. Yeah. Well, you've always shown that you've developed a community of artists, of musicians, and have it ongoing. And what you call, uh, you have a, you call them soulmates. Yeah. 
right? Correct? Um, Absolutely. Yep. And a lot of these soulmates are people that, artists that have their own fan base, but I think they'd love to participate too because they get a chance to collaborate with people that they might not ever get a chance to collaborate with. Um, you know, like Mike Stern was saying that it gives him a chance to play with other musicians he might not normally play with. Um, so it's nice that th there's this community of musicians. It's kind of like uh, the Algonquin table when musicians get together and, <laughs> and create, you know? much like that uh, and, and goes uh, you know in uh, every way because it is also uh, you know for the more rock artists this is uh, unique to you know the this blend of prog rock and jazz rock yes uh, and it's, it's coming from the times as I was a refugee and in the refugee camp um, the resettlement officer was asking me what I have on mind so what, what, what I really want to do here uh, in, the United, uh, in, in the Western Hemisphere. And I said, I would like to play with Ian Anderson. Oh. Shattered Town and Eldie Maola for Richard Forever. It was 75 uh, at the refugee camp. And, I, and, uh, uh, and the guy, uh, the resettlement officer, said, me, you must be crazy. I mean, <laughs> the greatest heroes of our times. I'm saying, yeah, well, that's why I'm here. So, because I would like, uh, my ha I have a vision. I would like to melt the... Um, uh, the mostly British uh, uh, prog rock, like Jethotal, like Emerson Legal Palmer, like Tramp yeah. and Edwin uh, Crimson and, and so on. Uh, I would like to match with the with, with Forever and the Vendor Report and Breck Brothers and all these. Yep. Incredible artists because I love the American virtuosity, the, the soloistical brilliance. And, um, but I love the, the uh, intellectuality uh, and the composition and also in, a, uh, in, in every other form uh, of music and uh, lyrics and uh, production um, uh, of, um, of the prog rock. So I would like to merge and I would like to meld these two directions. And it was my vision as I was 22. Mm. And so I'm still doing this. So this is actually the utopia for realism. In, in, uh, in, a, in a living way. So that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. It, it kind of speaks to your mantra, what you said, is live your dreams and don't dream your life. Yeah, and exactly. And, uh, and I think that today in our society, we feel that uh, we need uh, meaningful uh, music again. And uh, especially in the times of streaming, that uh, everything is in our phone, uh, we have to uh, rethink a couple of things. Uh, we, have, we know, we feel, you feel, and everybody who's listening to us uh, uh, know that we are living in a news bubble and, and the echo chamber. Yes. We have to get again, uh, and, and it's a, you know, we have to realize that we invented systems which is a, pretty much a social pornographical effect, you know? It is, and, yeah. Uh, because uh, earlier the ages, like let's say 20 years ago, um, if you or I or anyone who is listening to us would go to the desk of the secretary and look at it uh, when she's having a day off or in the evening, uh, 
uh, looking at her uh, um, holiday photographs, then they would have committed a criminal act. Right. Because it's her intimacy. But, but, but today it is so self-explaining uh, that everybody is posting everything, you know? So, um, so we, 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 we went backwards. So uh, mankind was developing uh, the protection of intimacy, of personal life, of privacy yep. uh, for ages, and then we went backwards. Um, uh, and uh, so we have to uh, uh, reset our system to more valuable, um, more substantial values yes. uh, in, in life. And we have to realize that a friend is not a friend who likes your uh, uh, doggy photo, on, 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 but uh, much more is a person who is who is having a beer with you when your doctor told you that you got cancer. You know, so, um, so this is, this, this, we have to go on different ways. Uh, so just, and, and for this reset, I wrote the soundtrack and we're playing it with, uh, so for, for a kind of 180 degree of, uh, let's, let's go away from the, uh, the incredible greediness, you know, of the, because we invented the casino capitalism uh, instead of, you know, the, the creative capitalism. Uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, we, we have to just stop for a, uh, take a uh, breath and I would say, okay, what was this COVID pandemic teaching us? You know, uh, mm. what was under this magnifying glass? What have we seen? Uh, how, uh, uh, what was our answer on this test of character uh, during the COVID uh, times? And hopefully it's over. But, you know, and, and my answer, my personal answer with the soulmate is different as the most of the musicians are saying, because I'm not blaming life uh, that we couldn't play so much, so many concerts in the last uh, period of time. I was more saying that it's time uh, that we realize that for decades our audience was uh, giving us the privilege um, to play music, uh, to give us the honor to, to walk on the sunny side with our music of life. And now it's time to pay back. Mm -hmm. Time to come to the uh, audience and look. This is what we worked out for you uh, during the pandemic, mm. and this is what, what we are offering. And so, because I think we musicians are pretty much responsible for the uh, for the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, and because uh, art becomes too commercial, you know. So um, when it comes down to paintings or this type of thing. Um, and uh, writers and poets uh, having a, a long period of time until the books are getting out. But the muses have a pretty direct link to our audience, a pretty straight ahead link. And that's why we are responsible now for our audience. So it's not about to blame. Uh, I always say at the end of our concerts that thank you for uh, allowing me into your life. Thank you for sharing the vision. And thank you. Uh, 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 for all this privilege I had in my life because of you, but please uh, don't accept your destiny. Just uh, don't follow that. Um, just create your destiny. This is the message. Yes, uh, and I very much um, I like the way how you call the going back to soulmates. Um, you know, a soulmate is more than just like you said a Facebook friend that you click. You have experiential knowledge with them. Now, maybe if you can, you could describe what it was like to work with some of the soulmates that I'm going to ask about. 
uh, like Jack Bruce from Cream. Um, let me uh, begin at the end. So, Jack, his very last performance on stage, what we done was uh, about eight years ago. Mm. And as we were recording this very album, I can't recall anymore if it was Alvin Lowell or Bobby Kimball, who it was, but if one of the soulmates came up, uh, as we were just having a little hang in the studio and had a coffee break, all of a sudden, uh, one of them said, hey, Leslie, we are missing Captain Jack. Uh, that's the way how we called him. His nickname was Captain Jack. And so I was just uh, saying to one of my young engineers, Hey, uh, please go down the basement of the studio and look through our archive. Uh, you may find something uh, which is sort of uh, uh, eventually usable, uh, outtakes of early recordings with Jack and, and the soulmates. Yes. So about two days after, uh, one of my young engineers came back and said, okay, in the studio, we went through everything and we found a couple of things that are and I let them just show you the way outtakes in the bass and outtakes in, uh, and uh, we, did, we couldn't find true vocal tracks and we did, couldn't find full bass tracks, but we found a lot of things. So, so we were uh, experimenting with that and we built something together. And uh, we took a photo of Jack and we put it in a frame, a black frame, and uh, we were lighting it in a candle. We put it in the middle of the studio and we were sitting down in a circle around it and replace it. And this is on the record. Uh, let the music show you the way. Wow. So, uh, because it shows how much we loved him. And uh, uh, he was sort of really the, the, uh, not only the oldest in the sense of the age, but uh, also in the sense of experience. Yes. And, uh, and, and so even uh, Ian Anderson, everybody was, uh, Ian, who is probably the most influential musician on earth, uh, also intellectually, uh, even he was looking up to very much to uh, Jack, um, and uh, but we were asking for experience with him, and I tell you one, uh, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, we were just doing the song "Dreamers on the Full Up." It was about 23, 23 years ago, and uh, and uh, Bobby Kimball was out in the microphone in the. Uh, recording room when I was in a control room. A check came in and, went, and did what you know, I mean, but what we normally don't do that uh, he would just take a seat next to me at the behind the console, the mixing uh, desk, and, um, and he was just listening. And Bobby was doing extraordinarily great. I mean, one of the greatest singers on earth. So he was batting out, and, uh, and it was the middle eight of the song. It's very high, and uh, and he was giving such a great expression. So I'm pushing the bottom of the door back and said, Bobby, this is phenomenal. Uh, give me just an alternate track, and then we are done. Jack is, uh, uh, I mean, let me just keep the bottom pushed. And he's saying, Bobby, you know what? It is really great what you're doing there, but let me come out and let me do it a little bit with emotion, with conviction, with a little bit. Uh, more energy, and you know, in, in, in the back seat of the uh, control room, or some other is just sitting like Elvin Maola or whoever. 
And um, so we were just a sign of, okay, Jack is maybe a little bit overdoing because it was just fantastic what Bobby was singing. So Jack goes out, Bobby comes in, you know, at the changing places, and Jack sings that uh, middle eight of that song. I tell you, we were just breathtaking. Mm. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yes, he did it with more emotion, with more conviction, and with such an expression that, wow, of course. And then even Bobby was, wow, come on, this this middle hit goes to Jack. (laughs) Normally, I'm I'm having always to decide who is doing what then, you know? But uh, this uh, middle hit was planned for Bobby, and then it went to Jack. (laughs) So this is the way how how Jack was. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I also our very first session. I mean, uh, uh, I, I gave him the written sheet, um, and uh, and I don't know why, but last night keyboard player, I was uh, kind of singing uh, in the bass line. And but well, of course it was cool, you know. But he was having a mind, and it was just a uh, what should I say? The, the most obvious way to. Uh, what, what the bass uh, should do there. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jack is saying, you know what, Lazo, it is great what you're having in mind, but let me do it like Jack Bruce would do it. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you know what, it was sensational. Yeah. And so, so it's always been so made that, that uh, everybody had their own, and, and I wrote it down uh, for everyone. I mean, this is, this is the your spot and this, this is what you should do and this is the way we're doing uh, but but within that frame everybody should do of course uh, in, in a very personal way and a very typical way how about Eric Burden how was it what was it like working with Eric <laughs> what a question so Eric uh, Eric is uh, uh, is I think he wasn't singing uh, new songs for a while after he came to me. Mm. So he, he was not really used to, to, to okay, we, we just hit total new uh, kind of music, you know? So he was, uh, he was just, uh, oh, wow. You know, I was sending him the music before, so yeah. the demo. But, uh, and so he said, you know what, let me, uh, I was not doing this for such a long time. Uh, uh, give me a room with, with a ghetto blaster, and uh, and uh, I, I, I would like to prepare myself much better. So uh, he was uh, uh, sort of how should I say? He was uh, uh, so much full of energy then, and after an hour of uh, that, that he was seeing in first part. Uh, so uh, it was very very lovely. I mean, he's a lovely uh, uh, gentleman. It's a, so it's, uh, we had an unbelievable great time together. It's just really, really always uh, great. Uh, it's, it's, it's just perfect. Now, you also worked with Phil Collins, and that must have been, as, as someone who plays the drums, that must have been a high for you because you probably, you probably were influenced by Genesis, right? Of course, of course. What was that like? Um, 
first of all, we were, uh, I, I have met a, a couple of drum kits in my big room, uh, studio room. So one of uh, my drum kits I was rebuilding before Phil came to sing um, to left-handed. And yeah. standing next, next to each other, you know? So, uh, and uh, it was <laughs> obvious that we sit down and we play a solo with each other, you know, so they have trading free. Uh, huh. And it was so lovely. So we really, it was an incredible fun. It was very joyful. And <laughs> uh, so, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it was a real four bars, four bars, four bars, four bars trade we made. And, and they had so much fun. And uh, it was playing fun. Like he is humorous, a genius, uh, and, and so, such a personality. Ah, wonderful! I mean, uh, really, it just, just, just a, what a what, what a great, uh, legendary, uh, iconic hero of our times. Absolutely. It's so great how, going back to the refugee camp, how you said you would be playing with all these artists, and how it has come true. Um, it is quite amazing. Uh, but you you knew it would eventually, and oh uh, well, that must have been. You you felt it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, I have a religion. The religion is to make it happen. Yes. You know, uh, because um, dreams are there to make turn into life. Yes. You know, to make it happen. Now, and, uh, when will? You bring everything to America on tour. Well, it's one of the reasons I'm here. The, uh, you know, most, to personalize the project with promoters, you know, and, and discussing this. Mm. Um, and uh, we, have, we have some giant steps forward to, to make some uh, movements in America. You know, until right now, we only played once at the Deacon, uh, and as the, uh, we were invited by the Grammy organization, as Grammy was in New York. Yeah. Um, and uh, 2018. Uh, but a part of this, we never played in America. Uh, a part of it, but I had a huge corporate concert once uh, at the Art Basel in Miami uh, because uh, uh, the German car manufacturer Audi was. Uh, and inviting us there, but it was just a close thing, you know. Right. Uh, 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 Two thousand journalists. So, um, but but we are we are just uh, working on it uh, because we would like to come to America. Uh, so we actually, we are an American band from this way around. I mean, uh, American with this band with a Hungarian refugee as a band leader. Right. Well, it'd be great for Americans to see. Like I said, the show the show is very visual. It's very much a concert experience. Yeah, because uh, you know we we're not using any uh, you know kind of uh, light show or uh, laser or whatever. You are know, using the, the visuals that we're developing uh, through our music in our studio, mm-hmm. and that's why we bring on stage. So so it's kind of uh, a natural. Uh, thing, you know, to do, to, to do so as we're doing it. So, but it's just, uh, and, and we love what we're doing, and, uh, 
And actually, uh, we are born to serve music and we are born to serve our audience. And uh, I have, you know, as, as, as a, what we do is, maybe, maybe I put this in this word. Uh, when someone is coming to a show or, or listening to our music, especially when he finds it physically, so haptically, it's Amazon, you know, just, but it's always, you, you order, you have it in your hand, haptically, physically, then, then you realize this music is, uh, or vinyl or CD, right? Even our CDs are looking like vinyl. So this is, um, we always uh, uh, thought that our music and our products, or CDs and the vinyls, are uh, much rather a uh, handwritten love letter to our audience than a uh, simple text message, you know? Yeah. Well, I hope to, we all hope to see you here in America in 2022. And I, I, we love to come. We love to come as soon as we can. All right. Well, thank you, Leslie. And thank you so much uh, for having uh, me, and uh, and thank you for allowing me uh, to talk to you and to your audience. As always, a, a wonderful moment of life to feel your support. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leslie. Enjoy enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Leslie Mendoki. Uh, if anyone is interested, you can pick up Mendoki Soulmates. Uh, Utopia for Realists, Hungarian Pictures on Inside Out Records. Uh, fans of Prague will love it. It's got a lot of guest stars like Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull and Al Demiola. So don't forget to check it out when you are looking through the bins of your local record store. Okay, this is Pat Prince signing off from Goldmine Magazine, the Goldmine Podcast. Go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content, and don't forget to pick up the print issue at select Barnes & Nobles and Books A Million Stores. Also go to shop.goldminemag.com to check out what we have in our Goldmine store, unique vinyl, and also collectibles. Okay, that's it. Tune in next time for the Goldmine Podcast. Stay It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.